Welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. It's good to have you, good to be with you, good to have you listening to us today. This is Ken Hester. I am filling in at the board for Andy George because he's off, you know, so somebody's got to take vacation. It might as well be Andy. I am joined by Matt Thiemann, our Crossroads Kids Pastor. Matt, what's up, bro? What's up? Thanks for having me. So I don't know if you're filling in for Andy or I am, or you're filling in for me if I'm filling in for Andy. You know, it's a domino effect. It is. <laughs> Somebody's got to do something around here. But we're here. We're going to take care of you today. It's going to be awesome. We've got one big thought, as we always do. But before we get into, into any of that, of course, we want you to subscribe. We want you to like. We want you to comment. We want you to share all the things. On all the platforms. All, all the platforms. Them. Do it all. Like, yeah. download the podcast on every platform possible. Yes. Now, Matt, you are a faithful one big thought listener as well i am right so i believe i saw you spot a spotify is that your go-to if you have spotify make sure you check out your 2021 spotify wrapped Ooh, basically we'll tell you your top favorite uh playlist all the things artists songs music podcast that you listen to in 2021 it's pretty cool and we I learned were, a lot about myself were we in your top three yep in top podcasts three. Mm-hmm. come on let's See? go we want to see th- this is why you share share on your instagram tag us we'll have it in the show notes all the stuff but let us know if one big thought popped up into your spotify wrapped top five top ten mm-hmm. your apple playlist whatever it is wherever you listen thanks for listening thanks for being a part of one big thought and today we've got matt of course you're going to talk about kids stuff but more mm-hmm. specifically your one big thought is don't forget your preteens don't forget your preteens. Don't forget your wallet. Don't forget your glasses. Don't forget your keys. Don't forget your preteens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> In that order. Or your kids maybe come before that. But whatever. Yeah. Minor details. Again, before we get into one big thought, let's just have a little bit of fun here. Let's find out a little bit more about Matt, our guest today. So, Matt, what was the most fun thing you've done recently? Oh, that's easy. So I have two little girls. Addie is four. Ellie is going to be three in March next year. And um, we are members at the Marble Kids Museum downtown. Yes. Um, My kids, too. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. We see each other there fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They all play around and stuff. They love it. Um, Shout out to uh, Nana out in California for hooking us up with another year's membership. Let's go. So I was there for uh, about two to three hours on Friday, uh-huh. and then again on Saturday. Wow. We did a request. Was it by request? Were the kids like, no, we got to go was, back, or you I were just, just ready I'm, to go? I was, it was all my idea. I love going to that place, man. I have about as much fun as they do. What's the most fun thing that the kids do oh. there? That like they Not the most, because there's the most fun thing that I and I do when I'm there, right. but what's the kids' most fun so thing? So Ellie, Ellie's favorite thing to do at marbles is the new lego station oh they, they haven't have seen yeah do they redid the second floor up there they've oh, got uh, okay. a couple new stations the lego station is legit the go-to and, oh, all right that's ellie's and addie's is the carolina hurricanes 
hockey rink. <laughs> that's where Isaac. we get to slide around on yes. our socks and play hockey. That's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, I think we should get do. one of those for the church. Honestly, I, I, re- think, I feel like I think that we would should be pitch amazing. that as the next one big thought to Andy <laughs> when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I know you're listening, so you're you know just put that in for the Make 2022 budget. We appreciate. Yes. <laughs> you're a Canes fan, Andy. You should you should yeah, you should you should do that. So anyway, uh, thanks again for joining us. As always, thanks for listening and just being a part of the podcast. Uh, it, it means so much to us that you would take just a few minutes out of your drive, out of your workout, just out of your day in general to listen to one big thought about ministry how to help you as a ministry leader or a pastor, how to equip you, how to encourage you. And today's one big thought, again, is don't forget your preteens. So Matt, why don't you share with us just one big thought about that, and yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll kind of have a little discussion about it, too. Yeah, I'm excited to share this with you guys. Uh, before I get into like um, just the nuts and bolts of my one big thought, I want to give a little backstory. Yeah, let's do it. So um, when I was in fifth grade, I was... Uh, getting ready to leave the same elementary school I went to for all of my years in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Went to Underwood Elementary uh, circa uh, the early to mid-90s <laughs> here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. And um, uh, when I transitioned out of fifth grade, I ended up going to a middle school that I had no familiarity with mm-hmm. any of the kids there. Oh, wow. All okay. of my friends from elementary school my peer groups, all of those kids either went to Carroll Middle School, A Martin Middle School, school. Ligon Middle School, mm-hmm. Daniels. Um, and then I went to Durant Road Elementary School. So you got like redistricted. Completely changed my entire <laughs> life. I didn't know a soul there. Yeah. I went from traditional school to year-round school. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it just did not work out. And... Basically, towards the end of my sixth grade year, my mom decided to redistrict me back to Daniel's Middle School, mm-hmm. um, and I saw a lot of familiar faces again, and sure. felt like this is where I belonged. And it was, it was, I got through sixth grade. That's good. Um, and when I got into seventh grade, that's when most of anybody that's listening that knows my personal journey and how the Lord has, um, you know, rescued me from everything that I've gone through in my life. A lot of my trouble really started in seventh grade Mm. and, uh, Mm -hmm. in the middle school years. And so, uh, preteens today, so that's a little bit of the backstory. That's why this is important to me. Yeah. It means, it means a lot Um, to to me personally. Part of your story. Right. Um, and so, uh, preteens now are kind of like identified between the years of, nine to 10 years old, all the way up to like 14. Okay. So it's encompassing the encompassing latter, a couple of years, a couple of and two different well. demographics of school. So mm-hmm. you got, um, the older elementary kids, um, into like the middle school years. Yep. And, um, and so I don't want churches. If you're a kid's pastor listening, uh, kids ministry director, if you've been in children's ministry, if you're in middle school ministry, preteen ministry, um, or if you're a senior pastor or a senior leader at your church and you're listening to this, or if you're a parent, don't forget about how important the years are in your yeah, kid's life when they're in the preteen years. Yep. Um, there's a great book that I really recommend you pick up on Amazon. Uh, it's called Caught in Between, mm. and it's written by a guy named Dan Scott, um, who has um, been uh, just a, a, a catalyst for preteen ministry over the past number of years, wrote this book uh, not too long ago, so it's fresh and it's new. Um, and can I read just a couple yeah, little things in this for book sure. that yeah. will blow your mind? Yeah, while you open that sure. up, you know, preteen ministry for me too, it was very formative. Like we, we came... 
uh, it wasn't preteen ministry at the time, but mm-hmm. you know, my, my family started coming here at crossroads when I was in fifth grade, right before yep. I started sixth grade and going from like, you know, kids church to then kind of youth group yeah. was a very big transition for me shock, to try to figure it? out, you know, and <laughs> at the time we didn't have it. It wasn't all split out. Like right. we were a church plant. It was very early years at crossroads. And so it was like sixth through 12th grade mm-hmm. was all in the same building in the oh, same room yeah. and the yeah. same, you know, everything. And I'm like looking around and these, I'm, I'm a small guy anyway. <laughs> right. So I am on my best day in the right shoes. I'm five, seven, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so imagine me in middle school, you know, like four foot five, yeah. maybe, you know, and I'm looking at juniors and seniors in high school that are on the basketball and football team. They're like six, three. Yeah. It's like and Muggsy like, Bo and what? Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my team. gosh. Yeah. It's like Kevin Hart and <laughs> the rock. You know oh what I mean? God. Like, yeah. it's like, it's crazy. So, yeah. uh, yeah. So, you know, for me, it, it definitely meant a lot to have leaders come alongside me, encourage me, you know, offer mm-hmm. to pick me up, drop me off at my house. Those kind of things were, it, it of course, there was a spiritual aspect of it, but the relational aspect of it was so huge. So I, I definitely appreciate preteen yeah. ministry and stuff that you're doing, stuff that you're about to read out of this book. So sure. share a little bit with just us. Just a couple little things. So I want to just give some basic facts mm-hmm. out of the book that were really kind of like mind boggling. Yeah, to that's me. great. So um, right in the beginning of his book in part one, The Life of a Preteen, he says here, preteens are more powerful than we realize. Hmm. Um, preteens hold unprecedented influence more than any other time in history by 2020 the united states alone predicts there will be 23 million tweens wow according to a 2016 article preteens account for 260 billion dollars in direct sales annually Hmm. a 2017 study shared that tweens and teens influence 600 billion dollars in family spending and then another 2012 study cited that tweens influence 60% of their parents' new car purchases. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So the Corolla is going to have to go at some point, bro. <laughs> it'll definitely go before yeah. at this point. It'll go Here before comes the yeah. minivan, um, soccer camps and all that. So that was just what, as I picked up the book and started to learn and teach myself about how important preteen ministry was, just a number of facts like that and several others in the book you can read for yourself mm-hmm. are just, just mind blowing to think about how much um, preteens really influence our world. Yeah, um, just here in America, and we'll have a link again for that book directly to Amazon in, it's, in show in mm-hmm. the show notes. So look out for that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it's crazy <laughs> to think. Uh, I was watching a show a few years back. It was all about apps and app development and all that. And uh, and one of the guys on there was saying, uh, "I just ask basically preteens what they're downloading." I mean. Mm. Instagram five years ago was a preteen thing, right? Uh, Facebook 10 years ago, 15 years ago was a preteen thing. TikTok two years ago was a preteen thing. And it still is, you know, and it still is to some extent, Snapchat, all that. But like it, we are all influenced Mm -hmm. by the direction that that age group is growing into. So that, that, that just further solidifies (laughs) a lot of that, a lot of that thinking. Um, yeah, last thing I want to mention out of the book, too, 
uh, really has uh, spoken to me personally as a kids pastor to work uh, more directly with um, uh, uh, Pastor Steve on our youth pastor here at Crossroads Fellowship mm-hmm. and and a, and a couple of other leaders and parents that um, have really uh, been encouraging and inspirational behind having us really build a solid transitional plan for our fifth graders going into youth ministry. So next year yeah. we're starting a six month long process in that's January cool. mm-hmm. that's going to work um, uh, to really really connect well with our parents to better get their fifth graders prepared for youth ministry. Industry, yeah. getting them involved in um, what we call crews at Crossroads, which are small groups, yep. um, and just a number of other different things. Because we realized, uh, you know, just being transparent, we realized that the way we had been doing, you know, our fifth grade move up into youth ministry was uh, was just in need of, a, of some improvement. And um, fifth graders would come in and, and be a part of youth ministry and kind of experience a culture shock, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we wanted them to be prepared better and advanced for getting excited about what they're going to be doing in the middle school years and youth ministry. And so um, a part of Dan Scott's book uh, that is just so good, um, that is probably my favorite part of the whole book. If he just wrote this chapter, I'd be good to go. So I just want to read. It's, he's <laughs> One more little excerpt. One more little excerpt. Just, is just to tease you guys so you can grab a copy of this book, because it is by far one of the best, best uh, preteen ministry books out there. But in part two of his book, he really equips, uh, really uh, well done. He just equips um, uh, kids, uh, pastors, and children's ministry leaders, preteen ministry leaders on creating a preteen strategy for your church. Mm. And part of uh, this section in the book talks about like just the overall goal of family ministry and how um, the goal of family ministry in the church is pretty simple, to influence parents and leaders to give kids the tools needed to make wise choices, have strong relationships, and have a deeper faith. As church leaders, we make plans and scope out the 18 years of a child's faith formation, and we're often tempted to program as if spiritual development happens on a linear linear trajectory. Hmm. And while some Mm -hmm. aspects of child development are linear from infancy to adulthood, much of what happens, listen to this, in life that impacts faith formation doesn't happen in a straight line. Faith development is more like a roller coaster and rarely does the path even out and allow time for the car to coast along the tracks. And if it does slow down throughout the ride, the slower speeds only indicate that something big is about to happen and give you time to mentally prepare for it. Mm -hmm. You're riding along and then you see it. The biggest, most thrilling, most frightening of all the loops on the track parents listening to this are like, yeah, I, I get this, especially yep. if they have middle scores. The whole coaster was designed with this loop in mind, and the engineers planned to get the riders in and out of that loop without derailing or skyrocketing into orbit. Mm. So listen to this. This is the last part. Parents and leaders are helping kids navigate through the twists and turns of growing up. And like the roller coaster, the giant loops kids face throughout their faith development are the most treacherous and require thoughtful preparation. Hmm. In faith formation, these giant loops show up throughout the transitions from one phase of development to the next. If we aren't careful, kids could fly off in any number of directions as they exit the loop into whatever is on the other side. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So, yeah, so so integral for just – Connection, yes, with preteens, yes, for from a relational side po- standpoint, but also from the spiritual aspect of mm-hmm. it. Uh, and again, you know, looking back at my life, it was those leaders, it was were those people that took the extra time 
to kind of even call me. Like I, I went, I remember going one week and then saying, I don't want to go back. I didn't go back for three weeks because I was so intimidated by it. It wow. was just so difficult for me to even wrap my brain around what that looked like. But I had leaders that would call my parents that would call me mm-hmm. two, three weeks in a row and say, we miss you. We want you to come back. How can we, you know, how can we make this transition easier for oh, you? Yeah. That's awesome. I'll meet you at the door. I'll walk in. I'll sit with you. I'll introduce you to some other sixth graders. Yeah. That kind of piece of it that I think, I think sometimes we just look past a lot of those things like, oh, well, we got to have a great social media or we got to have a great game or yeah. we got to have great content. And it really is the relational connection and equity that you build, with, especially with these preteens yeah. that helps bridge that gap emotionally, you know, spiritually and practically. Yeah. And so absolutely. And I think that relational connection takes time to build. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So don't wait until June. If you're listening to this and you're a kid's (laughs) pastor um, or a church leader, or if you're a parent, or if you're just someone really involved, don't wait until June or July to get your kids ready for moving up into middle school ministry. Get that ship started um, as early as January, if not earlier until the later of the previous year. Yeah. Um, and that, that's yeah. great timing for our podcast. Obviously, you know, we're here just, just in the middle of December. Exactly. So if you haven't had conversations, go ahead and start those conversations now, yep. go ahead and launch it in January. Try to have those, even if it's just a parent meeting or an email or mm-hmm. interest mm-hmm. lunch or whatever it is. So as we're talking to ministry leaders, as we're talking to pastors, What's, you know, what's something that you can give them practically something yep. that you, you've done or are doing yep. as part of that preparation? Yeah. So, um, make sure that your youth pastor and your kids pastors are connected mm-hmm. and that they're speaking the same it's language, crucial. that they are on the same page, um, uh, on this journey, um, invite parents to participate in this, allow them to lead, mm-hmm. give them an opportunity to serve and be a part of, uh, a catalyst in this area for your church. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a dad jump in and really help Pastor Steve Ann and I work through this together. That's and it cool. was awesome when we sat down for lunch and worked on this as mm-hmm. a team. Um, and so uh, make sure you're doing that. Make sure that's happening. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, one great thing to get everything started is just get together with your parents of fifth graders after church, maybe on a Sunday or whenever it works for you, for a parent connect and, and broadcast the vision of what it's going to look like for your kids to transition um, from fifth grade into youth ministry um, and how they can participate and be involved because it's not us that are doing mm-hmm. the majority of the ministry, right? We only get to see kids most right. weeks for like an hour or two. That's true. But parents get to be with them for 168 <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> right. So um, make sure that they're involved and participating. Yeah. And and I know that we do something too, where it's kind of like, um, I don't know that I can't remember the name of the weekend, but you'll tell me it's like graduation week weekend or yeah, whatever. Move up Sunday. Move up Sunday. Yeah, right. Up. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you, you know, make it special yes, make as it very well, special. because you're recognizing you're having something special for them, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, a little bag or, you know, you have small Groups are starting, all that good stuff. Some way to recognize and make that moment special for them instead of intimidating for them. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, all right. Anything else? Last minute or so we've got, or we're going to wrap up here. Any other nuggets from Matt Thiemann? No, that's it, man. (laughs) 
That's all I got. There you go. That's how you do a preteen ministry. No, uh, that's just how you start. Uh, again, great, uh, great resource. Give us give us that resource one more uh, time. Caught in Between uh, by Dan Scott. Engage your preteens before they check out. That's right. So get it. Uh, engage with them again. Check the show notes for you know. You can follow Matt on Instagram. We'll have that in there as well. But don't forget your preteens. That's the one big thought for today. Thanks again for joining us. As always, share, like subscribe do all the things so we can keep influencing keep connecting keep encouraging you as a leader as a pastor and uh have an awesome have an awesome awesome week we can't wait to spend some more time with you real soon